0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We may not know much about what happened during Auburn's second scrimmage of fall camp, but I do think we learned a little bit more about the quarterback battle. Well, Zach, I I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into a special abbreviated Saturday edition of Locked On Auburn. I'm your host Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Reacting to what the coordinators said after Auburn's second scrimmage, and really reacting to the the few notes that we have from the closed scrimmage on Friday afternoon. The biggest thing is reports coming out that it was pretty much TJ Finley and Zach Calzada rotating primarily with the ones. That was a report from Mark Murphy of Auburn Undercover slash inside the Auburn Tigers. And I think also uh, he also reported the fact that TJ Finley looked the most impressive but Robbie Ashford showed signs of athleticism and pop, which is really what we've heard all fall camp. So I don't think that's too surprising. As far as what offensive coordinator Eric Kiesow said, um, he didn't say a whole lot. <laughs> and in fact, he really made it a point to not mention hardly anyone by name with the exception of the quarterbacks when asked about the offensive line who stood out, he quickly said, and eh, we haven't watched film yet. Same with the wide receivers. And eh, I haven't watched film yet, guys, and it's like, okay. All right. There you go. You can read into that if you want or you can just say, "Hey, he didn't really want to talk about any of those guys, um, just because he didn't really want to give any more information out," which was fine. Totally fine. Whatever. Um Lance Daw of auburndaily.com, he asked about <laughs> Robbie Ashford's accuracy, and if it was to coach Kiesel's liking. And he told a story about how when he got to Auburn, he just wanted to throw everything extremely tough, extremely hard. And then over time since then, he's backed off a little bit, got a little more touch, which I think is okay. He said the quarterbacks rotated evenly when asked, you know, who took snaps with the ones. There are a few reports that say that that's not true. We'll see. He actually, when he said the question, he didn't say quarterbacks evenly rotated with the ones. He just said there was a lot of subbing in and out. So we'll see. And then he kind of had a quick quote about all three of the quarterbacks. He talked about how TJ Finley had really good command. He talked about how Robbie Ashford had flashes of athleticism and people always talking about his mobility and his speed. And then I thought this was telling. When he was talking about Zach Calzada, he said something to the line of, we're going to keep bringing him along. And then later in the press conference, he talked about how, you know, Calzada, he wanted to pick up right where he left off before he got injured. And he just couldn't really do that. And he may have jumped in a little bit quickly, uh, too quickly. And to me, I thought that was pretty telling. Um Guys, I, I know we all rooted for Calzada. I, I guess we all thought Calzada would win the job all summer, but the collective we were wrong. I just don't see him. I just don't see it happening. I think this is a two man race with TJ Finley securely in the lead. In fact, he actually talked up TJ. I think it was Bill Cameron of ESPN 167 asked about, you know, what have you liked about TJ's camp so far? And he talked about his leadership. He talked about, you know, the mental aspect of it. You know, more of the coach on the field type stuff, which is similar to what Brian Harson said after the first scrimmage last weekend. And at the end of his statement about TJ, he said, and you'll see that on Saturdays. Once again, are we reading too much into that? Possibly, but I'm just telling you what he said. I thought that was interesting. Um, Big news was Tank Bixby did not go in the scrimmage. A lot of different reports on if it's a shoulder, if he just had a stinger. Coach Kiesau triple-dipped, maybe even quadruple-dipped. He said it a lot, um, that it's not a big deal. Um, We hope that's true. I believe him. And then he quickly pivoted to Damari Austin has had a really good camp and allowed him to kind of continue that trend. Heard way more about Damari Austin than Jarquez Hunter. So, I think that was something. And that's something that we talked about on yesterday's show when we were previewing the scrimmage when Mike G. joined me about I wanted to hear Jarquez Hunter. You know, I thought it would be interesting to watch the and listen out for the uh, the running back battle between Jarquez Hunter and Damari Austin. It didn't really happen. So, uh, it sounds like it's just all, all Damari Austin, which is fine. He seems like he's going to be an exceptional running back. I think Auburn's got four really solid running backs that they feel comfortable with, which is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, two more things that he said. Uh, Tate Johnson, sound like Tate Johnson started at center. He talked up Tate Johnson and they believe in Tate Johnson. They think he's come a long way, which is very, very encouraging. And then the last thing, he was asked what type of system they run if there's a name for their system, the offensive system, and he said it was a pro-style system with no huddle elements. And so we talked about how Brian Harson and his staff, a lot of their messaging has to do with getting guys into the league, getting guys into the NFL. And I think this offense is very NFL-focused. And I look forward to seeing more of that than what we saw a year ago under Coach Bobo. That was really it for Coach Kiesel. We didn't hear a whole lot about that. We heard a few reports about the quarterback rotation. Once again, I am putting my official prediction out there that we will know Tuesday. Tuesday is my guess. It could be before that. It could be after that. But I think we'll know Tuesday. And I think it will be TJ Finley. That is, that is my prediction. Most of you guys will be listening to this on Saturday. We are granted a... Uh, a window. I assume it'll be twenty minutes. They're always twenty minutes. It seems like to their uh, their practice Saturday morning, and then Coach Harson is talking to the media afterwards at Jordan Hare Stadium. So we will see what happens there. All right, in just a moment, we will get into what Coach Schmetting said. He did mention folks by name in a good way. Lot of a uh, lot of common names there that we've heard throughout fall camp. So that's coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the best way to bet on all of your sports wagering action, whether it's futures with college football or the NFL or the MLB that's currently happening right now or futures for the NBA, anything MMA, UFC, esports, golf. It's all at Bet Online. And you need to check it out. Bet Online is where the game starts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Talked about a, a big part of the scrimmage was working on the communication, getting information from the sideline onto the field. I think that is a normal thing. And then the first name that he mentioned by name was Jason Jones, and I liked how he described Jason Jones's approach. He said, "quote He really cares about what he's doing. The attention to detail is there. The effort that is there, and that tells me that there's focus and all of that, which is a professional approach, which is what Brian Harson wants." and Coach Schmetting once, so I think that was good. Eugene Asante was brought up by name. I think he was asked specifically about Eugene Asante. Talked about how he could, had good speed and was flying around. There's a lot of talk about linebackers, which makes sense with Schmetting and, and all that, even afterwards when he stepped away from the podium, talking about how Owen Papo was set up. He actually talked about how since Owen Papo was gone in the spring, how there was um, a great opportunity for guys like Cam Riley and, um, and Wesley Steiner to step up and get those starting reps. And so that's something that you really like to see. He talked about how versatile Donovan Kaufman was and called Donovan Kaufman a film junkie. And then when asked about the safeties, um, he was asked specifically about Caden Bridges. And then later he came back to Caden Bridges and highlighted him again. So he kind of doubled down on Caden Bridges, which is something you like to see. As far as notes that we care about, details about the scrimmage, Jay Nosberry got an interception and then later in the press conference, he doubled down about how impressive that pick was and how he was aggressive and he had the right timing and the right feel for what was happening. So props to uh, Osbury for getting that. He talked about how Ekuliotta is going to give folks uh, a hard time. Defensively, he's going to give offenses a hard time, which the guy's an absolute unit, but he mentioned Ekuliotta. He did not mention Derek Hall in that press conference. So I thought that was interesting. And then Cam Riley got a sack, which is cool. I think Auburn should have blitzed their linebackers more last year. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come if Cam Riley is getting a sack. As far as turnovers, he was asked about turnovers in response to the comment about Osbury. And he pointed out what we've talked about before, but Auburn forced a ton of fumbles last year. They just didn't get the fumbles. And so they're working on the answer to that is, and he talked about this more in depth, but just being close to the football is how you fix that. And so just constant pursuit, and I think that is something that we will see more of this season. He talked about how Wesley Steiner's experience has been a great thing. Then he highlighted not taking any steps back, which I thought was an interesting way to word that he's improving. Um, Morris Joseph and uh, Jeffrey Embaugh were two guys when he was kind of prompted, like, okay, we know who the starters are on the defensive front. Who are guys that can step up and be guys to rotate in? Yeah, he mentioned Morris Joseph, Jeffrey Imbaugh, and Marcus Bragg. So, I like that. Morris Joseph is, is a dude that can play several different positions. And this defense likes versatility. And I think Morris Joseph can get on the field by playing strong side defensive end. I also think he can play that three technique. Some defenses call it the junk. I, I think he's going to be good at both of those spots. We talked about that in the when we went live on this show right after he committed. So that was, uh, that was good to see. And then he went on this thing where he, he talked about how, and he talked to his defense about how, you know, really take advantage of the fact that they're getting the opportunity to practice against different style of quarterbacks. And that's going to be something that you're going to see on a week-in, week-out basis in the SEC. I thought that was an insightful comment. And then he was asked about Keontae Scott. Um, oh, and then when he was asked about prepping for different, uh, quarterbacks, he mentioned Robbie's in or TJ's in, they didn't mention the third option there. Once again, does that matter? I don't know. It's just pretty consistent. So if it happened once and Zach was left off, it'd be one thing, but it seems like he's consistently kind of either the third fiddle or he's just not mentioned, which once again, doesn't matter. I don't know. Keontae Scott, he talked about how he could play a few different spots, which is exciting to me. That tells me that if they want to go nickel, but have that nickel be a third corner instead of a third safety, that perhaps Keontae Scott is the guy, which we talked about was a possibility. You know, Do they go DJ James or do they put DJ James on the outside and put Nehemiah Pritchett on the inside if that happens? I think Keontae Scott... They say he's playing multiple positions. I don't know what other positions he would play. I don't think he's a safety, but he could be a third corner when they want to do nickel and those types of things. Maybe if they're playing a Mississippi State or an Ole Miss, that's going to pass it a little bit more. Maybe you see Keontae Scott and you move Donovan Kaufman back to Zion Puckett at the safety spot. I think that's something worth following. I thought that was a nice little nugget by Coach Schmetting. And it sounds like they're going to start filtering in game prep. This week and go more into the schedule. I think this coaching staff is really big on a rigid schedule, and I think that's going to be implemented this week. And that's really the gist of what we heard from everything happening on Friday. Not a whole lot of information. I will try to do a show for tomorrow morning, recapping what we saw at practice later today if you're watching or listening on Saturday. So, We'll have seven shows. We'll have seven shows in a row this week, including the next five. So we'll go probably 12 days in a row with a, at least 12 days in a row with a locked on Auburn. So we're daily, folks. We're daily. It's the season is here. And uh, thank you for joining us every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. If you've made it this far in the video, please uh, like this video and subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to this episode on audio, Please, please, please go to iTunes. Leave a five-star review would mean an absolute ton. You can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.